I like simple experiments and champagne. So I've combined two of my favorite things to see if time travel from the future to the past is possible. I'm throwing a party. A welcome reception for future time travelers. That is Stephen Hawking talking about his efforts to spur time travel by throwing a party for future time travelers to come back and visit. Great idea, right? Except when he did, nobody showed up. I mean, obviously, you still have a chance, right? If you discover time travel, isn't that how it works? You can still go to this party? Now, I can't remember all the rules from Back to the Future and how this works. But Dr. Paul Sutter is a research professor of astrophysics at Stony Brook University's Institute for Advanced Computational Science. He's written about Stephen Hawking's party and joins us now. Dr. Sutter, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, this is a great idea, but theoretically, could it still be successful? Like, could people still show up to this party? So, no, because it happened in the past, and our past is locked. What has happened has happened, and so we know for a fact that nobody showed up to the party. It does not mean that time travel into the past is impossible, but it does mean that no one can will ever go to the party. I guess what happened is that if somebody does create time travel, they didn't know about Stephen Hawking's party. Maybe they didn't get the invitation. Yeah, that's one option is that someday our future descendants can figure out how to travel back into the past. But by that time, uh, Hawking's invitation is lost to the historical record. So what, was Haw- what were Hawking's thoughts on time travel? How did, how did he think it worked? Yeah, we're actually very curious as physicists about time travel because, you know, by by common sense, by intuition, by our experiences in our lives, time travel into the past appears to be forbidden. You cannot change the past. It is forever locked, forever inaccessible. We can always only march forward in time. And yet there's nothing really in our laws of physics that outright forbids it. So we can't like point to an equation. We can't print something on a T-shirt that explains why time travel into the past is forbidden, only that it seems to be. And so whenever we encounter these kinds of situations in science where our natural intu- intuition is, is, contra- is, is running um, against the, what the equations are telling us, there's something to be learned here. Okay, like what? Uh, Well, there is something fundamental about time that we currently do not understand. It could be that time travel into the past is forbidden, but we don't know how to express that in physical laws. And finding out how to express that would be a major advancement. We would learn a lot. Or it could be the other side, that time travel into the past is allowed. It's only apparently contradicted. It only appears to be impossible, but really it is. We have yet to discover how that could be and discovering that would be a major advancement. So no matter what, we get to learn something. Okay. I love talking about time travel because everybody has a slightly different, very, even if you're not a physicist, you've got thoughts on time travel, don't you think, Dr. Sutter? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. It, it's uh, popular in the popular imagination. People love talking about it. People love imagining it. And, and it's because it connects to one of our fundamental human experiences, which is we grow, we age, we look to the future, we anticipate what's to come, we worry about the future, we remember the past, and that's our only link to the past is 
artifacts, mementos, memories that we can't, can't revisit, um, our past experiences, we can't change the, the mistakes we've made. Um, that is part of the defining feature of what it is to be a, a conscious being in our universe. Right. And so it's natural to wonder, could it be different? Is the universe different than what we perceive it to be? You just said something, though, that really struck a chord with me. Is, it, is that why we talk about it so much and we're so obsessed with time travel? Is it the idea that maybe we can go back and fix our mistakes? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to um, learn, once you've learned from your mistakes, go back and tweak things a little? Maybe you have a, a better outcome in your life, a, a, a different, another chance at an opportunity that you lost, I think we all hold on to that romantic notion. And it's only through you know, deep contemplation and meditation and therapy that you can let go of those negative experiences and, and instead use them to learn and propel you to the future. But man, that temptation is right yes, there, isn't it? It really is. So what is your theory here? Like, how do you think it works? Honestly, I do think that time travel into the past is forbidden. Uh, I do believe that it, it is inaccessible to us, that there is something special about time that sets it apart and it makes it unique uh, from the dimensions of space where uh, the dimensions of space, you can go left or right, up or down, forward or backward. You can go anywhere you want, but there is something special about time. Uh, on the other hand, we do not understand this. And I believe there is something deep, something fundamental that we are currently missing in our understanding of physics and science in the natural world that would explain why time is so special. I do not know what that answer is, and I would love to find out. So you don't think there's the alternate timelines or, you know, going back like in Back to the Future, going back and changing the outcome? You know, the alternate timeline things, that is a construct of science fiction. Unfortunately, that does not appear in any of our models of time travel or, or alternate realities. Um, it, it appears that the past really is fixed and that if you start opening up changes to the past, then you open up huge gaping wounds in our understanding of causality, of cause and effect. Uh, the, the famous example is the grandfather paradox. If you go back in time and kill your grandparents, then your grandparents aren't around to give birth to your parents, and then they're not around to give birth to you. So how did you exist in the first place? This is from Back to the Future. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm trying to simplify it here, Doctor Sutter. I'm trying to make it understandable for people. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if that's the case, then, and you feel that there's still something unknowable but solid about time, then what did Doctor Hawking think? Then why why would he throw a party about this? Oh, he was uh, trying to answer these exact same kinds of questions, and he was curious about exactly this this issue in, in fundamental physics that we are missing something deep about time. And so why not throw an experiment if time travel is possible and our future descendants figure it out and they receive this invitation, then they can show up at the party. The key part of the invitation was he didn't send it out until after he threw the party. Okay, why? And uh, because this way, no one would know about the invitation prior to the actual event. Only people in the future 
Uh, I believe he threw the party in 2008. So anyone after 2008 would know about the party, but no one before 2008 would know about the party. And this would ensure that there are no cheaters. Uh, You have to travel in time into the past in order to make it to Stephen's party. Okay, so even that right there was like a bit of a trick part of the experiment. Exactly. And that's what made the experiment uh, so clever, was that in order to attend the party, you must travel into the past. Like I said, there's there's some options here. It could still be possible for time travel into the past to be allowed. Just by the time we figure it out, nobody even knows, uh, remembers Stephen Hawking's name. Like you can imagine thousands of years ago, some Sumerian philosopher throws a time travel party and writes down the invitation on clay tablets. And then no one, no one gets to read those clay tablets because they've been lost to history. So that's one option. The other option is... Maybe time travel is allowed, but it's enormously complicated or energy intensive, and you can maybe send little particles or messages into the past but not an entire person. You know, maybe there was like a little a flicker of light in the corner uh, at, at Stephen Hawking's party that escaped his notice, and that was a message from our descendants uh, into the past. Or maybe you just can't travel back in time. <laughs> or right? maybe it's the simplest answer. Maybe yeah. it's just the simplest answer on that one. Dr. Sutter, thank you so much for your time. That was fascinating. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'll be happy to answer more questions yesterday. <laughs> Good one.